Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Welcome back. Uh, this episode, we're going to be introducing a new series simply called Let's Meet. And today for our inaugural episode, we'll be meeting with Cheryl Schindler, the label owner of Witcher's Brew and Barbarian Wrath. So welcome, Cheryl. Hi, thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, so before we jump into um, your labels, I thought, let's find out a little bit more about you. Uh, so how old were you when you started getting into music and what type of music were you getting into and how has, has your taste evolved over time? Well, I uh, first started listening to metal in 1984. Um, I didn't, uh, I used to listen to a, a metal radio show in the United States on Saturdays and they played a lot of interesting stuff, but I didn't know much about it. And I heard Metallica, a song from Metallica and I was blown away. So yeah. then I suddenly became addicted to thrash metal. Oh, you're a thrasher at heart, are you? Okay. Oh yes, yep. And still being a thrasher at heart at almost, um, almost 49, <laughs> soon next month. <laughs> Any other uh, extreme metal uh, genres that you're into, or are you specifically into thrash? Uh, death metal. Death metal is my second favorite. Uh, progressive metal, I'm a little bit more picky about. Power metal, U.S. power metal especially, like Jack Panzer and stuff like that, I really like. Uh, but thrash metal has always just been my thing. Never got into black metal? Uh, that one is also I'm very picky about that one. There's only very few bands that I allow into the collection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I kind of skip the whole Norwegian thing. It's <laughs> never really been my thing, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm of the vintage where I was, uh, I got involved right from the beginning in the first wave, you know, when Venom's first album came out and onwards. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Venom's allowed. Definitely Venom is allowed. Every Sunday I have to listen to Venom because Sunday's perfect for listening to Venom. <laughs> <laughs> and F you to the world, yeah. Exactly. Uh, did, did you, um, have you played any instruments or do you sing or have you been part of a band? Uh, not really, no. I tried to learn guitar when I was a teenager and I just didn't have the, let's say, the discipline to keep at it. Yeah. So I let that go. And now uh, I'm with my now husband and he's teaching me a little bit bass and stuff like that and he's a musician so it's well, that helps. a little bit yeah <laughs> we even yeah. have a little home studio here and he has uh, one main band and a couple others and and just teaches me some stuff so there's hope yet you might be part of a band one woman thrash metal band a bedroom <laughs> thrash metal band <laughs> Instrumental, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and maybe I might sing and then I'll use a, a computer to fix it. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I understand that you started an online zine called The Metal Gospel in 1998. So is that really your, your entrance into the music business at that point was in uh, when you introduced that zine? Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about it. You know, why did you do it? What is the, the type of music you were covering and what were your goals? Uh, well, I actually had uh, been reading some other zines uh, and I just wanted to do something different because they were covering all of the mainstream stuff back then, like from the major labels. And yeah. I wanted to do something where I covered more underground stuff and supported these kinds of bands because at that time in 
from 1995 to 98, nobody was really doing that or I just wasn't aware of it. So I decided to start that and I just wanted to have a different kind of atmosphere where we actually uh, reviewed stuff that we bought and uh, just supported these young, these uh, underground bands that nobody really knew about. And were they, uh, was it geographical base or was it international? You were covering bands from all over the world? Like what was the focus? Yeah, basically all over the world. Mostly of Europe, back then it was mostly Europe and um, <clears throat> North America. Um, and I got to know a lot of bands through this and covered especially a lot of the US power metal, underground death metal bands, any kind of thrash metal bands that were around and weren't getting coverage. Uh, and it was just fun. It was also, I wanted to learn how to build a website. And back then it was GeoCities, the free uh, hosting yep. thing. And I gave that a go yep. and did some simple HTML and it was really loads of fun. And eventually I got some other people to take part and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that always helps. It's hard to do everything yourself. Yeah, definitely. I was... I, Actually, I never really asked people to send stuff, but then I started to get an overwhelmingly amount of stuff from bands all over the world then. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do it all myself because I just, if you listen to 20 albums and you have to review 20 albums, then your head explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're not making any sense whatsoever on any no, of them. Basically, <laughs> I, you're saying a death metal band sounds like a thrash metal band, and, and then it just get, it starts to get all confusing, and you run out of words or any, any way to describe something. Yeah. So in retrospect, uh, it, uh, starting a zine is probably a good idea because the amount of money it takes to set it up isn't that much to start it up. Yeah. As you said, you just you know, you learn some skills about setting up a website. Yeah. And then uh, over time, the music starts coming in. So you're getting that for free after a while. Um, yeah. what, what, what would you say was the biggest challenge for you uh, over that? I guess you ran from 98 to 2005, I understand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, what were the challenges? Uh, what were the pros? And why did you stop? Uh, well, the challenge mainly was to keep it updated regularly because I just always had jobs where I didn't have a lot of time to devote to it. And uh, yeah, and then as HTML changed also, I mean, it started already changing back then and I just couldn't keep up with all the weird yeah. CSS and I just, my head was exploding again about that. Yeah. And I started to get burned out from reviewing stuff because then even major labels started sending me stuff. I don't know why, but it happened <laughs> and it was just too much. And I was getting so much stuff and trying to mail it out to other reviewers and also chasing after that's one of the biggest challenges is chasing after the the people taking part Can, i need to update the website where's your review uh i will have it to you by tomorrow then tomorrow yeah. comes and you know and i understand that also most of the people that were taking part were also my age so they were busy and i totally understand that but yeah, yeah, it just got to be too much. And then in 2005, I decided I can't do this anymore. I, I wasn't having fun anymore. It just yeah. started to be a job like and not a hobby. So I said, nah, not anymore. <laughs>
Well, think about uh, um, uh, if you were actually a print zine, that's even worse, right? Imagine the oh, time constraints yeah. and, you know, you couldn't wait for somebody to give it the next day if you wanted to package it and yeah. send it out, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, that's a lot more complicated. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I decided not to even try some kind of print zine or something like that because it's way more expensive and I really respect people who still do that nowadays but it's yeah. definitely not something that I would even have the time for. Right so between 2005 uh, after 2005 uh, until you started up Witches Brew was there something else going on uh, musically with you or was Witches Brew the next thing uh, in your musical endeavors? Oh, well, actually, uh, I started Witches Brew in 2002 because ah. of the zine. I was getting some very, really good demos and everything from bands. And then uh, my husband back then, who ran Barbarian Wrath, was um, <clears throat> running his own label, and it inspired me. So I said, I think I will start one, too, because he was the black metal guy, and I was the thrash metal and death metal person. So right. I said, oh, hey, I get my tastes out. And then we combine our forces and then we have this total like coverage of metal going underground. On. Yeah. Underground metal. And yeah, so I started that. It was it's pretty funny. <laughs> so so uh, for those uh, uh, people uh, aspiring to become label owners, what does it take to become one? Like, uh, you know, uh, from a legal perspective, from a time, from a, a financial, you don't have to be specific, of course, but just give a, a general idea. Like, uh, like you had your husband who had a label already starting up so you could sort of piggyback on him, I guess, from a legal side and, and the connections on, uh, you know, how to, uh, you know, get CDs printed and everything yeah. else. How does that work? How does somebody get into the label business? Oh, well, that definitely helps that he was already doing it. And when I moved to Germany from uh, Rhode Island, I was actually doing his label mostly doing the promotion and uh, packaging and shipping out orders. So I learned how to do this kind of stuff and where he prints it and uh, how to do layouts and stuff like that. So it was, uh, I already had a, a leg up on how to do it. And for me, it's always just been a hobby. It's not really a business. I mean, it's actually financially very draining to run a label. And uh, I'm okay with that because it's my passion. So, right. I mean, if people when buy this stuff, that's great. <laughs> when you say it's draining, meaning that uh, there'll be times that you'll be in the red and other times you'll be in the black and you go back and forth, or is it actually a money losing venture for you? Uh, I would say from 2002 up until, let's say up until 2013, it was basically a minus the whole time. I just, I basically spent whatever money I earned from my job to do it and help wow. out bands. It's just something I like to do. It's, it's like throwing money out the window, but it's for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> but your record collection is getting really nice though. <laughs> yeah, you can do a lot of trading. So I've increased my, uh, my CD racks look like yours. I have the same ones actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did a lot of trading. So in essence, maybe it's not totally waste because I do uh, I help out bands and it's yeah. working with them has been a lot of fun. Uh, Ninety percent of the time. <laughs> so uh, have you thought about getting into tapes and or vinyl? Um, tapes, definitely not, because I just don't know where to print them. And I 
I don't have any customers. The customer base I have right now is either they're buying digital from the Bandcamp or physical uh, vinyl. I have printed some, but the times have changed so bad now and the turnaround time, I mean, nine months, that's a long time and you have to put up over 2000 euros up front and you don't get to sell anything until nine months later. So it's, yeah. and this kind of money, I don't have to throw out the window. A CD print, it's okay. It, I can do that. I can front that up if I have to. But since reforming again, uh, it's going well. I cannot complain. <laughs> do you generally uh, do it in batches of 100, 200 sort of thing for most bands? Uh, CDs, I print 500 and vinyl. When I do vinyl versions of something, I usually do 300. Okay. 300. So um, are you sticking with the thrash and death mostly for your Witches Brew label? Uh, yeah. I, 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 well, actually, no, I've got some really awesome uh, power metal. Oh, steel balls. Can't read it, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just regular heavy metal traditional stuff I really like. So I just it seems to be a lot of thrash <laughs> because that's where my heart's at but i've got death metal and some traditional heavy speed metal going on yeah there was a couple that came out recently that caught my eye that uh, uh reached out to you uh was the faust and the insulter i uh i enjoyed those two those are the ones that really yeah. caught my attention yeah yeah um so um in retrospect would you uh, would you start up the label knowing what you know now? <laughs> That's point one. And point two, uh, have you met your goals up to this point? Uh, for the first part, I probably would just do it again because that's how I go. <laughs> Even yeah. if, if it doesn't go well, I don't give up. I just keep doing it because it's just, it's my passion. I love to release stuff. And even if I just, if, even if I could break even, I'm happy about that. If not, I just do it anyway. Uh, what was the second part there? <laughs> uh, well, that we said about the doing it again and, uh, geez, I even forget now. <laughs> I was already moving on to the next one. Sorry. I forgot also. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, um, it's not like you're signing bands, right? It's, is it like, uh, like you receive music from bands, uh, independent bands that haven't been signed by labels, and then you agree to send out the, the CDs, or do you actually take on a management role with these bands? I actually sign the bands. I take them, I take them on to Witches Brew, and they can stay if they want, and if they're happy, then, I mean, Insulter, I've released now the third album, so they're happy, and uh, Steel Balls, this is also this, the second release most of these bands that I've just released recently since reforming in uh, 2021 are older bands that I've released stuff already. So they always been nice to work with and they have that same kind of attitude. That's important. So some bands that didn't work out and have left, <laughs> it didn't work out because we didn't have the same, same idea about, about the whole thing, because I can't stress enough that this really isn't a, business it's it's just a hobby Passion. And I try to tell pan, uh, bands that so they are aware that they're not going to get the world tour and the 5,000 uh, reviews and interviews everywhere because I just you know I couldn't do that 
Right on. So do you assist in uh, even uh, like like touring at all or do they arrange their own tours and finances or is that, you know, is that separate or part of what your services are? I do not do any uh, organization of tours or anything like that. I don't have the resources for such. Yeah. Uh, I And usually the bands can get onto festivals themselves because in their countries or wherever they're from or they even come from South America and they tour here and they just do it themselves. Uh, I think it's actually better to do it that way because yeah. I, I mean, it costs to rent a venue here, probably like 500 euros. And I just don't have these kinds of finances. And I just let bands know that they already know that up front, So sure. they're okay with it. Right on. Uh, so um, why don't we uh, switch over to the Barbarian Wrath label. Uh, so uh, as you said previously, it was the label run by your ex-husband. Um, so uh, I understand that you, you're starting it back up. Uh, are you focused there on the black metal? Uh, is it cover different music than the Witch's Brew? What are your goals? That sort of thing again. Um, actually, what I'm doing there is... Uh, my husband always wanted to reach uh, 100 releases and I want to do that for him to honor his memory. Uh, and I think he would be really proud wherever he's hanging out now in the nether world or wherever. He would be really happy if I could achieve that. But one of the things is without him being there anymore, I can't sign new bands because that was his thing. So what I'm doing is I'm releasing stuff from bands that were on the label already who are yeah. willing to who aren't signed to another label since the demise of of barbarian mm -hmm. but i right now i'm working uh keeping it under the under the blanket here but i'm working on getting some of the older bands to record new albums so we can reach that goal but there won't be any new bands because that was his that was his essence in his label. And it would be wrong for me, even though I know very well what he likes, it would be very wrong of me to sign new bands there. So hopefully I can just animate some of his older bands to uh, record new albums. I'm poking at them all the time. Hey guy, come on, where's that? I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I'm so here, I'm back. <laughs> So any, uh, any specific albums that you can uh, update us with that are going to be coming out soon on either label? Um, I've got The Claw. This is um, Speed Black Thrash from Germany. Uh, that's in print right now. I should have those next week, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and on Barbarian Wrath, I've got The Bloodstorm in print. That was one of his favorite bands. Uh, so is that a new a new bloodstorm or this a new is brand record? new bloodstorm and it's really it just I've said it a million times but it makes my head explode it's so awesome <laughs> uh, it's really great uh, and that should be also being delivered next week or the week after and Excellent. as far as any others on Barbarian Wrath I can't say uh, because I haven't finalized anything yet and I wouldn't want to say, right. hey, there's going to be a new this and then yeah. it doesn't happen and now it's on the internet, so it must happen. Oh, wait a minute. It's a good idea. We could do that. <laughs> we could force them. <laughs> okay, the new... Uh, no. Anyway, so, but for Witches Brew, I've got also coming up the Fatal Punishment album that's uh, Thrash as well. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's Thrash. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, what else have we got? Let me think for a minute. Um, uh, what was the other one? Dang. I can't think of it right now. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, it'll come up to you as soon as we sign off here. Yes, exactly. I just call you back really quickly. Like, oh, it was this. <laughs> Edit that into this many minutes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's next for you? Do you see yourself uh, continuing on with both labels in five years? I think so. I think so. I want to see where it goes. I mean, since coming back, I mean, I closed in uh, 2018 because uh, my husband was in a coma and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. It was like two labels and I was working full time and I was also caring for him. So I yeah. couldn't do it. So I ended it. And then in 2021, I, I couldn't, I just, I don't know, I was sitting around going, hmm, I, I got to do the label again. But yeah. I could see in five years, I probably will still be doing it. As long as I'm alive, I probably will do it. <laughs> well, when you've got the, you know, the, the bite in you, you got to, you know, itch that scratch. Yeah. I, I, I know yeah. how it is. I have, I'm, I'm the same as you. I have no talent whatsoever musically, but I love music. And my way of doing it was uh, I started in, in uh, reviewing albums like yourself and then starting up your own website, exact same as yeah. you. But yeah, yeah the, the label thing I haven't uh, got into yet. I'm interested. You know, that's the next step, by the way. Uh, maybe. I don't know well, what my well, wife would say about that. <laughs> ah, it wouldn't be a problem. Just tell her she has to get at the house next door. Yeah. When you do music. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, oh, I just wanted to say something and it went away again. Um, yeah, it's just once it's in you, it's in you. And I, I always say that those that can't play music do labels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe my man can teach me how to play bass or something and I can. Uh, and we'll all see you on the road. Maybe. I don't think so. I'm not a live person. Maybe I do like a, a, a living room concert. I just <laughs> pop open a, a video and, and record. Well, they've been big over the last couple of years. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. The, co the COVID variant. <laughs> that's great. Well, um, um, uh, can you tell the folks where uh, they can find your uh, albums? Okay, so uh, Witches Brew, you can find uh, witchesbrewthrashes.bandcamp.com or uh, our Facebook page, but I don't know the URL because it's one of those weird long thingies. So just look under Witches Brew. It should be easy to find for people. I found it today, it was easy. I just put in Witches Brew label, I think, and it popped right up. Yeah, exactly, it pops up then. Barbarian Wrath is the same as barbarianwrath.bandcamp.com as well. Um, if people do not want to order CDs through Bandcamp because not everybody uses that, uh, you can always order from me uh, per email, which is brewthrashes at hotmail.com. I can send them a complete list of what I have um, or check the Facebook. You can order through Facebook as well because I know some people write to me and they say, oh, you only have a band camp, no shop. I said, no, nah, no shop because I don't want to pay for web space. <laughs> right on. And band camp <laughs> works well. I think you can sell through Discogs too, right? Yeah, I do. I I am not a fan of Discogs. I think Discogs has ruined it for a lot of people who want to uh, buy albums at a reasonable price. I think it's unfair of people to sell stuff on eBay and Discogs and hike the price up just because it's limited or something like that. Music should be for everybody and it should be affordable for everybody. And I mean, of course I could 
be altruistic and give it away for free, but I also sort of need to get my uh, the money back from the print costs. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and everybody else uh, here uh, who's who's listening or watching. Thank you as well. And remember to check in uh, at our website, www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one. Bye. Also, prost. <laughs>